on the Talk My Credo podcast. Dante sits down with gourmet and soul food chef Samad Bilal to talk business, ownership, leadership, achieving your goals against all odds. We cover a number of topics and we go through a lot of entertaining stories. So we're going to pick up where we left off with soul food part two with gourmet and soul food chef Samad Bilal, owner of Mama Nims. Let's get it. I think that we look at the things of the past and that's not to say that things aren't happening today because they are. And on this podcast, I talk about it all the time, but my, my main goal is it. And why I'm, I'm also so excited to have you cause you are the walking living example of soda. Fuck what? Yeah. You, you are the example of net. Okay. And right. you know, I, I still got my goals and dreams. If, Whatever we 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 aren't given an, a a fair hand as black people in America, we know that. But looking up to the sky and looking towards another man or or woman or whoever's in another position of power, expecting a savior is not going to get us out this hole that we in. Okay, it's it's fair enough to say we haven't been put in this hole, but damn it, no one is going to get us out this hole but us. And I look at you and all the things you have done and all the things you have told me and the stories and stuff you told me over the years. And I'm just like, this man has lived five different lives yeah. to the fullest. Yeah. Like, and, and it was never a dull moment, even through all the obstacles and stuff that any other man was seeing. Oh my God, do you see the racism? Oh my God, this and, oh, and, and that's why I didn't make it. And, and that, that's why I failed. And that, that's why this, and that's why that. If that wouldn't have been this, if I would have been white, I tell you if I, if yeah. I would, if that would have been a white person or this, that, and the third. But you said, I don't give a fuck what's going on around me. I don't give a fuck. I know what's go. I know what I want. Look. And whatever, if I got to fight through the racial thing, so the fuck what? I'm going to fight through it. Look, I'm going to get through it because no one is going to stop me from getting what I know I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. And if that's an extra hurdle or two to run through, guess I guess I got to run through you. I'm going to tell you where it came from. It came from my mother. Uh-huh. It really did. My mom moved us to Florida. Um, she was in a very abusive relationship uh-huh. in New Jersey. Yeah. And we moved to Florida. Um, I was like seven years old. And we moved to uh, Melbourne, Florida. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't recognize it now. You know, now the street where my grandmama lived looked exactly the same. It's really weird. Yeah. But uh, everything else is like resorts and all this stuff now. You know, it's Florida. Right. Anyway, we moved down. My mom got a job with the state. My mom is very educated. My mom had eight degrees. Yeah. My mom, whatever it was she wanted to do, she went and she learned. She, because she knew the ammunition she needed to beat them was in a book. Right. And she went and she would whoop that ass. Uh-huh. My mama didn't play. Yeah. And she got this job with the state of Florida. And back then, you know, the communities, everybody pretty much worked in the same you know, field or whatever. Right. And there was us and there was a family from Taiwan. And uh, never forget, because the boy, the young man, the, the little boy, I, can't, I don't remember his name right off, but we played bait on the same baseball team. Yeah. And we killed it. Oh, we killed it. Mm. And uh, it was funny because I'm left-handed. Uh-huh. And uh, the coach said I couldn't play second base because I was left-handed. But Willie Randolph was my favorite ball player back then. Yeah. Second baseman uh-huh. of the Yankees. Anyway, coming out to take the trash out one night, the next door neighbors had put a cross in our yard and ran the lanyard all the way into their driveway. Yeah. Wow. And I was about to light this cross. I screamed for my mom. We had to go to court. 
We went to court. This is 1976, 77, something like that. Uh-huh. We go to court. They get me on the stand. The boys that live next door to us, they're on the stand. I told my story, what happened. Little boy sat there, looked right at the judge and said, he's a fucking lying nigger. Uh-huh. And the judge threw it out. All right, so we're not talking. So when y'all say, when I hear that bullshit about, oh, you didn't go through this and you didn't go through that, yes, the fuck I did. Yeah. Yes, the fuck I did. Literally. Yeah. Don't, don't give me that. My mama packed up the family. We moved uh, back with my grandmama. And uh, we moved in with her, moved out of the community. It, there's PTSD. Yeah. It, she was hurt. Yeah. She was hurt. My mom left, moved to, moved to North Carolina. Set up shop. We, me and my brother, we stayed there. My mom moved back to Shelby. She was born in Shelby. Yeah. My mom owned a restaurant in 1984 in racist ass Shelby, North Carolina. A black Muslim woman. Yeah. Owned a restaurant there. And we was killing it. Yeah. We was killing it. She knew. That's where I learned it from. She yeah. knew how to cater to her customers. Right. We had. Three, we had two pool tables in the back. It's Shelby, so you know, yeah. you know what was going yep. on back there. Yep. We had three video games, so she had mm-hmm. my generation. Uh-huh. There was Esther Mill was on this side. Bayliner Marine was on, right behind. It uh-huh. was that. It's all torn down now. Yeah. And then that graveyard was right there. The uh, Another Dimension nightclub was right here, and the AQ was right down the street. Mm-hmm. The woman had enough sense to know where to, where to put herself uh-huh. To where the people had no choice. Had no choice. There were two restaurants that stayed open 24 hours on the weekend. Miss Shay's place mm-hmm. and Much Chicken and Biscuits. Yeah. I took you back then. Yes, you did. Took you way back. <laughs> Much Chicken and Biscuits. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. And my mom, she had enough sense to do that. And there was so much that she went through. Like people don't understand the people that would come in and call my mom to the side and threaten her and threaten to burn down our restaurant, things like that. The racism that we dealt with. And she would try to shield me from it because she know my stupid ass would have went back and got that 357. Uh-huh. You know, but you know, the things that she taught me, I have tweaked, yeah. improved upon mm-hmm. because my mom knew a lot of things and she had a lot of degrees, but she never got a business degree. Uh-huh. She should have got a business degree. My mother uh, had a job at one point. She was the regional manager for Hardee's. This is like late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. And she would travel from restaurant to restaurant, teaching them how to make rise and shine biscuits. It was her recipe. Yeah. They told her that because she worked for them, it was their property. Yeah. And they made billions. Uh-huh. Billions. Jerry Richardson bought a football team with Hardy's money. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, that was my mom's. Uh-huh. That was my mom's. And so I learned that. That's why when you watch Cooking with Mama Nims, when we use certain products, I put a Mama Nims label over the top of it. Yep. Because I'm not going to promote you. Nope. You heard us talking about Aristotle spirits. You got to understand that is dear to our heart. Right. That's why they get that love. Uh Uh-huh. A man ain't got a bottle with me to just, you know, to have right here. Yeah. And next time I think what we're going to do, we need to put them out because they have shown us that love Mm -hmm. and they deserve that love. I agree. But when I make, when I say I have brandy and the peaches on the chicken and waffles episode, Mm -hmm. yeah. 
y'all niggas know what I'm using. We know what's going but on. But I'm not giving you that name. Right. They done made enough money off of us. Right. Exactly. And I'm not going to give it away freely. Uh-huh. Now, I will promote your product as much as you promote mine. Mm-hmm. And that's the wisdom. Yeah. That's the puff daddy. Yeah. That, that was my generation that were the ones who said, nah, you know what? Or Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Yeah, you're going to use me, but I'm going to get rich off you using me. Uh-huh. Because ladies and gentlemen, them $300 Jordans we were talking about, Michael Jordan don't own those. It's his image and likeness. Yep. That's his image and likeness. Those are not his. Those are Nikes. Jordan has a, a, a shoe company. It's called Jordan Brand. You don't hear about it much. Nope. You don't hear about it Actually, much. Actually, from, from us, that that is the, the off-brand. Like we, we, We'll ridicule someone of wearing Jordan brands before wearing authentic Jordans. Yeah, and the Jordan brand is actually his shoe company. Mm-hmm. That's how ignorant we can be to how big business works. And I get it. We, we, we are born into a society where we are left out. Uh-huh. We are told that we don't belong here. So one of the things that we as black people always want is to belong. Right. So we go with whatever the group does. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you something. This, here's the thing. I understand that I'm letting off some steam today with my brother, mm-hmm. but I don't sit around complaining about how many or lack thereof of my people I see at my, my establishment. Right. I really don't have time for that because I know that all I got to do is keep my head down. Keep, keep your head things down. With excellence. Yep. If I keep doing things with excellence, my mm-hmm. people will show up. Yep. They will. Yep. Because, and here's the thing, man, I love y'all. Man, I love y'all with all my heart. I do. My heart breaks when I see us fight against each other. Yeah. And I see us belittle each other. And when you go to a black business, you say, well, you know, I just want to support your belittling. Them. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because here's the thing. The thing is, I don't know the percentages, but I imagine the vast majority of black businesses are geared towards black people. Uh-huh. I'm just cooking food. Yeah. My, my business is geared towards people to eat. Anybody who wants to eat. Yes, yeah, geared towards people who eat. So it, it fits everybody. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Um, I'm, I'm eating, bro. Yeah. We, we, we fine. Yeah. We, 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 are, we are doing very well. You know, mm-hmm. whether somebody watches this and feels some kind of way and says, I ain't never going to get that nigga none of my money. Well, nigga, you wasn't giving it to me. Yeah, already, you so. wasn't giving it to me in the first place. So, right, it's, so it's OK. I'll be fine. So the money I count, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I deposited 3K this morning. Yeah. It's OK. Yeah, every, yeah, yeah it's, it's okay. fine. That's, so, that's how my weekends go. Here's my question to you in, in, in the midst of that. So like in the midst of you. I don't, know, I don't want to say saving yourself, but we'll say for lack of a better term, in, in the midst of you taking your life and your, your destiny into your own hands and saying, I'm going after my dreams, I'm going after what I want to, and you are seeing success in it, but yet you still see those elements that are around that we call them haters. And I'll, I'll give the story of our experience at, at Aristotle Spirits. So we're, we're there. I'm chilling at the owner's table, having a good old time with Jake and his girl. Uh, me and wifey just, you know, just just shooting the shit, having a grand old time. And listening to the owner of this distillery just gush and just rave about how good this food is. 
and I'm gushing and raving with him because I, I want to be a full nigga. Like, that's my nigga right there. <laughs> you, you, you see that plate? You see that plate that you eating right now? I know him. I know that man. But there was one particular gentleman that was also in the midst who I guess he just didn't like all the praise and accolades that you was getting from everybody. Now, understand, in, in this room, there were four black people there. It, it was. It was just four black people there. And maybe about 20, 25, maybe 30. Because it, it, it was all white people for the most part. Now, that's not to do the, the race thing, but understand, it was all this whole room of 90% white people. Raving over how good this food is. Except this one man. And this one man just. Every single thing he had. Everything that came out. He had some sort of criticism for. Everything that happened. It was just. Oh this is wrong. Or this is overcooked. This is undercooked. This ain't good. This ain't. Like are, are you a cook or a chef? No. Uh, so what, what, are you, what are you talking about? And you know just. It, just they're just nitpicking everything. Every time someone said. Oh my God this is so good. He had something to say. Oh my God, this tastes so amazing. I like the way this, that, and the third and how this complements this. But and then he has something to say. Oh, you, you would come out and you would introduce the next dish and you would talk about the inspiration of what comes behind it. Everyone clap and applaud. Got a standing ovation. Understand. We, we in a restaurant setting, Valentine's Day, you know, dinner type setting. And he gets a standing ovation. But this one guy just had something to say. What do you say to other people? Well, you know, I, I want you to respond to that experience because I know during the time, you know, you, I don't think you knew what was going on because you, you were just, you, you was in the zone at the time. Uh, but, you know, we talked about it afterwards. It was like, you know, weirdo, bozo ass nigga over there talking about, you know, all this shit they was talking. But I, I want you to respond to that and then kind of speak to the fact that regardless of what level you on, or regardless of what you're doing, you're still going to have those those people there trying to throw rocks at at, at the castle. I'll take you back. Uh huh. We had just met. Mm -hmm. You put out your first album. Uh huh. And there were some. The majority of people were raving over it. Yeah. And there was those people who were haters. Yeah. They they had stuff to say. Yeah. And I remember you were trying to switch your style up. Yeah. And I told you, you don't worry about the people who don't want to buy your shit. You focus on the ones who do buy your shit. Yeah. And you cater to the people that are buying your shit. Yeah. So when people like that come, it's, it's actually cute to me. Yeah. Like it really makes me giggle. When you were telling me that night what was going on, you remember yeah. I was laughing. Yeah. I never got mad because first of all, dude, you don't know how much I got paid for this. Right. Matter of fact, I told you what it could, well, you knew how much it cost per per person. Yeah. All right. Like yeah. this was fine dining yep. at its best. Like I say, so, it, it was it was about 40 people up in there. So what happens is, what happens is, is that you lose all the positivity chasing after the one negative that one negative yeah and it's just like for me it just it really isn't worth it you know getting back to the whole i'm just here to support when people come to my truck and they claim that they're their support and then they buy the cheapest thing on the menu i give them their money back and i give them the food uh, as a testament i want yeah. you, i want you to have this so you know how good this is 
and how corny your ass look. <laughs> yeah. Thinking that you doing me a fucking favor. Uh-huh. Like, bro, look, man, listen, listen, I'm not trying to act like, again, I'm not better than anybody. Right. But nigga, you damn sure ain't better than me either. Yeah. So when you come here, come here just like you go to your fine dining places. When uh-huh. you go somewhere and you pay for your food, if your French fries ain't right at McDonald's, you're going to tell them they ain't right. But you don't mm-hmm. question them before. You don't tell them you supporting them. You give them your money and you expect it a certain way and you still don't get the shit right. Right. The ice cream maker always working mama nails. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. <laughs> don't, don't ever, and, and ladies and gentlemen, for real, whatever dream you have, you got to understand there are people out there that are terrified of their own dream. Right. They are so scared of what somebody will say if their perceived failure comes to reality. And there are so many people out there who have never even tried. Never and they, tried. And they dumbass will look you dead in the face and say, yeah, but I never failed. Because they never tried. Because they never tried. Listen, nobody's going to get that shit right the first time. Nope. You know, I was catering and doing my, my, my sample boxes uh-huh. long before I had a truck. Uh-huh. And bro, if you would have seen me the first day I got that truck, bro, I was like a deer in the headlights. Cause I, yeah. you know, it's like, oh shit, it's here. Yeah. Never done it. Uh-huh. You know, so here we are. We got to get it. And we figured it out on the fly. There were some things we were ready for. There were some things we weren't ready for. There were some things that we took off the menu. There were some things we added to the menu, uh-huh. you know? So you just have to try. And the thing is, is that do it for yourself, people. Yeah. Do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. As long as the people in your household are looking at you and saying, we believe in you, that's all that matters. Yep. So when I see dudes like that, what did I tell you that night? I said, bro, you got to understand. Look at this dude. Yeah. He ain't never had a woman go, Ooh. <laughs> I told you, I said, if you ain't never made a woman go, Ooh. Then you'll and, hate and, on another and, man. And with some of those noises and and the, the women were making in reaction to just food. Me and Wifey was like, you hear this? People people would take a bite of your food and they'd be like, oh my God, this is so good. Right. Like, right. You you mad because that's, this man is making your girl. That's what it was. <laughs> The woman that you brought out on a Valentine's date was giving me more attention than you and your ass done put out all this money for this meal and this nigga done walked up in here. She don't even know your fucking name. And, and you about to hit before you gonna smash before oh he do. Oh my God. And that's what it really boiled down yeah, to. And yeah, it was like, that's, that's why I just kind of laughed because it's like, man, look, I'm so used to it at this point. Yeah. I'm so used, when we were making music, you remember uh-huh. I told you? I had people tell me, man, he, man, he's the Will Smith of rap. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. I guess, remember. Guess what everybody waiting on in about two weeks to start playing on the radio? Because uh-huh. it don't start until you hit summertime. Yep. So you say whatever the fuck you want. He got a, he got a classic hit that will be timeless forever and yep. ever. Summer don't start until you hit wintertime. Summertime mm-hmm. is summer's version of Silent Night by The Temptations. Yeah. So I'll be that. Yeah. But yeah, cool. people people used to say that about me because I had a specific way that I made my music. Uh-huh. I had a specific way. I always took a scripture and I would break it down to make it because I had uh-huh. children and I was trying to teach them 
through the music. Yep. I wasn't trying to appease the hip hop heads. Right. Oh. Yeah. Yep. They just kept going over their head. They kept going over their head. So when and, we were, uh, and they and they yet they didn't understand why you kept winning shit. Why was he always why winning? Why was you shit? always winning shit? We'll go to this award show here, this award show there. You was winning and it, it told them motherfuckers up. They did not understand. Do, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't th- I think you went the next year when we were in Memphis. Uh-huh. But it was it was Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh-huh. And there was this cat down there that everybody expected to win. Uh-huh. And they, they, I mean, they was calling when they said, and the winner is, they saying, Big Al, Big yeah. Al, Big Al. I remember that. Yeah. And they said, C-O-G. <laughs> <laughs> and my petty ass gets up here to make my acceptance speech. And I said, just so you know, my real name is Al Samad Sharif Ibn Bilal. Uh-huh. Back home, they call me Big Al. <laughs> so Big Al did win. <laughs> I walked out of there with an arm full of awards and they didn't know who the fuck I was, man. Yep. And it was like, yo, dog, you, you got to understand. And the point, the point that I'm making is you cannot worry about the haters. I'm at a damn award show getting hated on. Yep. And yep. when you stand by your principles, bruh, yep. if this is what you have in your heart is going to work, do what the hell you have in your heart. Don't yes. switch that shit up for nobody. Nobody. People, we did a fashion show this past week. Uh-huh. Oh, it was it was dope. It was really yeah. dope. It was cold as hell. Yeah. It was dope. We did great business. Everybody came out. It's a black fashion show. They they loving the menu. This is us. This is yeah. us. Y'all sell hamburgers and hot dogs. <laughs> I said, sir, I spent $3,800 to wrap this truck and put that beautiful menu over here. It's very descriptive. Yeah. It tells you everything that's on this menu. You know. Mama, mama don't like me. I come from behind that up to that hey, window. Yeah. I, sometimes you got to check them. Right. And it's like, dude, nigga, we got all this food up here. Yeah. And that's what you say. And that's what you want. If you want that cheeseburger, go get, go, go get it. Go get it. Go get, go get a cheeseburger. But don't come here and tell me what I need to have on my truck. I understand. Listen, man. The last thing North Carolina need is another fucking barbecue truck. The last thing North Carolina needs is another taco truck. Uh-huh. You can't get what I give just anywhere. Especially the, the way that you give it. Like that's, 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 that, that's the distinction. You may find another Creole soul food oh, yeah. for joining around. It ain't going to be like Mama Nims. It ain't going to be Mama And that's not even being biased. That's just, I mean, that, that, that is a little biased. It's a little biased. biased. It's, it's biased. biased. It's biased. It's biased but, fuck. but, yeah, it is biased as fuck. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but. I can also say that due to the quality of what I have seen for myself, like all bias aside and, and regardless of how proud I may be of you, when I step out of that, as far as, well, how was the food? How was the presentation? How was the quality? Top notch. Right. Top notch. So even without the, even without the bias, you're not going to get it the way that mama needs to get it. Right. So first of all, we got our own seasoning line. Yes www.mamanims.com. Check it out. I'm telling you, we got the Creole rib rub. We got the coffee, the beef coffee rub. Bruh, uh-huh. put that on a steak. I'm telling you. Well, you know already. You yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> then there's, 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 there's the, the French fry seasoning. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Matter of fact, wasn't it you that called me and said, man, I put it on popcorn? Yep. And no, I was I, like, I, I told you my wife puts it on popcorn. Yeah, bruh. Yeah. I had never thought about it. 
wifey puts but, the French fried seasoning on popcorn. But but you know you know how what's that called the kettle corn? Mm-hmm. Bruh, that's like the best kettle corn ever. Yep. Like oh my god, like damn, I had to bag this. Yep. <laughs> because because that's 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 what as far as you know her little quirk that's what she did, and like I said when we went and and, and we wrecked shop on your seasoning line, which we gotta we gotta order some more because we, we just we did uh last night we cooked uh some salmon. Oh my god! And, yeah, Mama them seasoning with salmon. The, yep, is, and we yeah. and that's that's the season we put on it. That Mama them season. Yeah, yeah and, it's, it's a wrap, man. Yeah, I mean you really and don't it's, need it's that gone. Much. We made it last night. She had three big cuts of, of salmon. All them shits gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm gone. telling you, folks, listen. I, yeah, I'm I'm selling, but at the same time, I'm telling you, you you just when you buy most store bought um, Creole Cajun blends, uh-huh. turn that turn that jar around. Look at the look at the nutrition facts. Uh huh. You're gonna see 25 to 40 percent salt. Yeah. When you turn around that Mama Nell's bottom, it says two percent. Uh huh. We're giving you the we're giving you more of the quality stuff. Yeah. So it does cost a tad bit more, but it's because you're getting the good stuff. Hell, you can throw salt in anything, and of course you're gonna keep it cheap. Salt yep. is the cheapest thing you can get. Yep. You know, so you you know, don't put more money into what you put on your body than you put into what you put into your, your body. body. Talk to them. You know, we gotta take care of ourselves. Because that's that's all that's a whole nother segment of the self. Whole, just just black health. Yeah, black health and wellness. Black yep. health, you know, so, y'all jokers think Lowry's is, oh my God, <laughs> Lord have mercy. God bless the Lowry's people. Yeah, I mean, of course. You of know, course. I got much some Lowry's, you know, yeah. don't get it twisted, uh-huh, but good God love. almighty, boy, I swear we just be eating our death. It, it is what it yeah. is. You know, that was what we had. Because that's just, be honest, like, uh, of, of course we understand, like, in, you know, we, we can harp on the racism and this, that, and the third, but also we we also have become our own worst enemies. Right. And, and, and you know that that's a deeper topic to talk about, but right. just our nutrition, the things that we do, the, the things that we eat, the way that we eat, the way we spend our money, the way that we have literally a record $1.6 trillion in spending power. Yeah. But that money does not even circulate within our community once. Right. So it's different, once. different things like that. So when you try to spend and go to these black businesses, how about not going to, I just want to show some support. So what kind of discount can you give me? Because I showed up to, to spend a little bit of money with you. But you'll spend $180 on a bottle of cologne. Uh-huh. But but you, you'll you go and spend your whole uh, rent check. You'll check the money that you're going to pay rent with uh, to get that Gucci bag or or that Chanel bag or you you, you want that Gucci belt. And, and, and they hate us. And they hate you. And they hate you. I remember back in the 90s, man, the, the thing was Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah. Damn, yep. Hilfiger. Man, I never owned none of that shit. Uh-huh. None of it. Ever. Yep. Ever. I wore Carl Kanai. Carl Kanai. Listen, oh, man, y'all know about that Carl Kanai, man. Y'all know nothing about that. They need to bring that shit back <laughs> while you to. bullshit. They need to. They know about that Carl Kanai. It fit properly. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Them cross colors, <laughs> cross you know colors, yeah. Fubu. Fubu, you know, uh, this was what that was what it was, and it yeah. was like, yo, why are we, you know, the Sean John, yeah, the the Rockaware, mm-hmm. why were we, you know, why were we hating, you know, you want to know why they sold these things off? They had to, hey man, you see Puffy just bought it back, yeah, he he bought it back, he bought it back, mm-hmm. 
Because they started trying to make skinny jeans. Do you know that? Yeah. That's really what it was. <laughs> they started trying to make skinny jeans in Sean John. And he was like, hell to the knob. No, no. Look, matter of fact, honestly, the only jeans I can buy, because I, <laughs> I refuse to wear skinny jeans, uh-huh. I have to go to the men's warehouse and buy the Sean John. Yep. It's the only pants that fit like I like them. Right. You know, that's a whole other story. Yep. Just my little personal preference. I ain't telling y'all how to You wear whatever the hell you want. Yeah. But just stop eating whatever's the cheapest, folks. Yeah. And for the record, our shit ain't that expensive. No. It ain't no, that expensive. It's, not. it's, not. it's just that we want something for nothing. Uh-huh. I had to have a talk with uh, another one of my brothers, man, uh, Mike in- Mike's Empanadas. I'm telling you. God, Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Mike. Mike. Yo, these empanadas, bro. They, yeah. I went to his truck yesterday. We live on the same street. And uh, he came to me for a whole lot of advice to get started. And, you know, he got started a couple yeah. of months ago. And he's been waiting on me to get there. So yesterday I spent a few hours just going through the truck, telling him how he could utilize space properly and his pricing. Because I went and bought empanadas for the family. And I was like, yo, this, I didn't spend enough. So I tipped the biggest fuck. Yeah. You know, because I was like, dog. Nah, for what I bought, I should have spent at least a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I bought a ton of stuff. Yeah, I said, dude, you're underpricing. He got the biggest empanadas I've ever seen. These things are like this, bro. Yeah. They look like uh, Jamaican beef patties almost. Yo, for real, bro. <laughs> you remember when McDonald's had those apple pies, and when they were frying, they used to bubble up. Yep, and it was crispy. Uh huh. That's how his shit be. Oh wow! Yeah, exactly. Okay. I Mike. All exactly. Right. Okay. So I told him I was like, dude, he got this this beef and cheese and this chicken and cheese. And man, I'm telling you, man, before you know it, man, you sweat and you done ate so much, you hurting. Yeah. But I told him I said, bro, I told you, you got to get this dessert joint going. I said, cause you got to upsell. Yeah. I said, dude, you got to have an apple pie empanada. Got to have a peach cobbler empanada. Yeah. I said, you didn't offer me anything to drink. You don't have your own signature drink. We got to do this. So basically what I'm saying is I went through and just imparted wisdom. And, and that's that's exactly what I was going to have you talk about from that story. Just giving back. Giving back. Giving back. Reaching. It's not always money. Right. It's not always money. I don't have to give that man money. I can teach him how to make more money. Right. And I showed him, I said, bro, if you was, if I would have bought an iced tea. Because he has this signature iced tea that he makes. And uh-huh. it's the bomb. Yeah. But you're not selling it. Yeah. Why? Uh, I was waiting to talk to you, bro. I said, bro, I'd have paid $4 for that. Easy. Yeah. I said, I'd have paid $5 for dessert. There were three people here. I said, you just let $27 walk away. I said, yep. you, you need that revenue. I said, so, you know, there are certain things that you can do in business to generate more revenue. Mm-hmm. And these are the types of things that, these are the types of programs. Because even then, not to even to cut you off, that's that's letting him know that you, you can provide a one-stop shop experience here. Right. You can get your entire meal. Your entire meal. You can get your empanadas, you can get your little dessert, you can get your drink, and that that's your lunch. So, so that way you ain't got to waste any more time trying to go over right. here and there and here, spend all this money right. that you can get it all right here. Where yeah. I purchased from, there were actually three food trucks. There was a little, little food truck. Uh-huh. And there was a dessert truck there. Mm-hmm. And people were going from his truck to this truck to this truck. Right. Now, no knock against the other trucks. Right, right, no of course. No knock against the other trucks. You know, God bless. We, man, we all, we yeah. all the same fraternity. Mm-hmm. We all trying to make money. But, brother... I want to see you thrive. Right. I want to see you just pay bills. And mm-hmm. like you got like real employees. Like, yeah. you know, I got my family. So right. my family, you know, they got my back. Yeah. So it's all ours. Mm-hmm. With him, you know, he's got people he has to pay. And I'm like, brother, 
you can't you can't operate that way. And I told him, I said, man, you have to you have to pick and fight you, pick and choose your battles. I yeah. said, you're a chef. I mean, the dude is phenomenal, bro. Yeah. I'm gonna holler at him a little bit. I need to find out where he at. I might call him in a second. Yeah. Just to find out where he at. We might ride down and get some empanadas. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's that yeah. good. Yeah. Like we won't eat empanadas anywhere else. Like he is yeah. that good. And I'm like, but as far as sharing wisdom, one of the issues we have in our community is we'll look another black person in the eye and tell them figure it out for themselves. And I literally yeah. Yep. Literally went to other food trucks, black owned food trucks, uh-huh. and had people tell me, Google it. I asked questions about, because I was wanting, like, uh, as far as regulations go, you know, am I allowed to use this freezer? Yeah. And I overspent on a, I bought a freezer that I could not use. It was, wow. it was commercial, but it wasn't rated for what I use it for on a food truck. Yeah. I bought it and, and, you know, I wasted, I mean, I threw away $1,800. Yeah. You know, and so I told him, I said, before you spend a dime, call me because mm-hmm. I don't want you to, to, to waste money or time or whatever. On right. Stuff, you know, and do that. And he, I mean, the dude was in tears. He's like, bro, nobody else would do this. I said, mm-hmm. that's what's sad. And that's the sad part. I said, and that's what's yeah. sad, man. I said, our community. We literally are crabs. We will drag each other down just because we scared somebody might get a little more than us. Yeah. So when he got his truck. And uh, he started booking. It's me, him, and it's uh, it's uh, it's called the uh, the family uh, the the uh, the family food truck. Family food truck. My boy Brian. Brian. He uh, another young brother, mm-hmm. and you know he was up and running when I met him. But yeah. we met at a food truck rally. He's like, dude, I'm watching you, and you just know how to get people to you. Mm-hmm. You, you got the longest line. There's 12 trucks out here, mm-hmm. and your line is longer than the other 11 trucks combined. Mm-hmm. What is it that you're doing? I said, bro, you got a great product, but you're just sitting there. You're just sitting on your truck. Yeah. You got to sell this. You got to let people know why they need to come and get it. I said, matter of fact, that, that, that rally, I sent, I sent him myself. I sent him more customers than were coming. Yeah. And he was like, why would you do that? I said, bro, there are 2.7 million people in the Triangle area. If I fed a thousand people a day for the next 40 years, I would never feed everybody. Yeah, that is true. And it's like, yo, you got to look at the bigger picture. Everybody's so scared of what they won't get. And they don't look at, man, I, man, dude, I give. Yeah. I don't care. Right. You know. And, and, and that's a big, that's a big, big thing. Yeah. Giving back, reaching back. Yeah. Because you, you, just, just, just like you, just like you said, and, and how many times have we, experienced this so when you tell me that i went to black owned food trucks and just kind of asked for some advice and they told me to google it or do it just figure it out on your own that's it's so how, how, how many management offices and and music deals and stuff that, that we walked into uh trying to get some information from and they sent us back out the door yep or even now like i've reached out to people for podcast advice and this that and the mm-hmm. third and and I either get ghosted or they give me some roundabout answer basically saying like, nigga, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to help yeah. you. And, and, but, here's, and here's the thing. I remember two trucks in particular. And this has been less than two years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> they both out of business. Well. Hey, bro, don't fuck with me. And I didn't put them out of business. Right. It was your attitude that puts you out of business. Uh-huh. Because if that's how you behave towards me, I can only imagine how you behave towards your customers. Yep. The amount of times that 
people come up with their kids, man. And you know, they just, they just as nice as they can be. Uh-huh. I look at Aaron, I look at my son, I say, Hey man, give me some beignets. I ain't worried about that money. Yep. I'm going to make that money back. Uh-huh. Because they're going to go and tell people how they were treated. Yep. And they're going to bring more people. And mm-hmm. it's like, yo, I don't understand why it's so hard for people to give. Me and you met at a show. Uh-huh. We were easily the two best acts there. Yeah. At the time, I was more established. I was more established. Yeah. Give this dude your wisdom. He's going to take your spot. What did I do? I came to your house with equipment. Yeah. So that you could record. That, so that you didn't have to beg people for studio time. Equipment that I still have and use to this day. Now, this was 15 plus years ago. Yeah. I still have it. That said, I didn't give him no cheap shit. Right. Yeah. Even right. I gave him Beats headphones when nobody had Beats headphones. You know? And people would look and say, why would you do something? Oh, I loved them, man. Oh, my God. You gave me them Beats headphones. I went nuts. I went bananas. Man, this joke, I created a monster. (laughs) I had like two mixtapes in like a month, man. I was. (laughs) Right. And the thing is, is that that's the reward. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't need for you to praise me in front of anybody or nothing like that. But I remember going to Jacksonville with you when you were being honored. Yeah. And you allowed me to share the stage with you, you know? Yep. And he was like, yo, I got to get my big bro up here. Yep. We I had to. Yeah. We crushed it. We killed it. Look, ladies and gentlemen, listen, <laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter if y'all saying, yo, man, I can't find y'all music nowhere. Y'all ain't nobody. Look, me and this brother traveled up and down the roads, man. We had some great times. We went all over the place. All and, over, and it, it even still, even the venues that we have now, we, we rock venues as small as a hundred people and as big as thousands of people. Bro, when we was in like, Memphis, yeah, that place was huge. I thought it was like yeah. the Apollo times four. Uh huh. Yep, it was huge. You know, so yep. you know, and the thing was, we never, you know what? And it's funny, the the, the fun, funnest moments we had were stopping at White Castle, and yep. you know, that's the stuff that we remember. Yep. Y- you know what? You. <laughs> I, listen, I, just to give you an idea who I am. Uh huh. Remember, I gave a maid one of my awards. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She said, "This is very beautiful. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so yeah. beautiful." Hell, I had four of them. Yeah. I gave her one. Uh, g- gave her. Gave yep. her an award. I gave her my <laughs> award. One of the awards. And it was like album yeah. of the year or something like yeah. that. I gave her an award. <laughs> it's like shit. It's just an award. Them yeah. awards. I finally put them up. Uh-huh. They were in the closet for ten years. Yeah. And then, you know, I was going through them and I said, you know what? You should be proud of your accomplishments. Yeah. You ain't never going to see them on the TV show. Yeah. I'm never going to put them on the show. Uh-huh. They up there in my little man cave, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, you know, okay, I did it, you know, but what's the next mountain? Exactly. What's the and, next and like mountain? For, for me, I think it's, it's a nice little testament of the mountains that you climb. Right. Like in this period of my life, this is what I was in and this shows that I made it to the top of the I mountain. made it to the top. There yep. it is. I made it to the top of that mountain. So what's next? This is another period of my life where I did this. I made it to the top of that mountain. What's next? I'm on talk my credo. So that means I made it, bitches. To the top of the fucking mountain. Hello. Stop playing. Stop playing. <laughs> Stop playing. But you know, it's it's one thing that that you that you said when giving uh you know the the other food truck guys advice that really resonated with me. Where there was like, you know what, you got a lot going on. Like, well, what are you doing? And he was like, well, I'm sending people, you know, to these other people. Uh, to Because like, and you told him, you have an amazing product, but you're sitting on it. 
mm-hmm. but you you just you're not doing anything. That that spoke to me because you you know how I've always been. The promotion part, the selling myself part, I hate it. Yep, I hate doing. It. I hate talking about myself and just all, all that part. And you you've always been my unofficial manager because even in those rooms and the opportunities that I had to be on some of the biggest stages that we was doing Christian music, mm-hmm. you know, just huge stages like in Memphis, thousands of people, this huge amphitheater, rocking the whole entire crowd. And like those opportunities, I know I wouldn't be able to talk myself into because I, I, I hate doing that. I'm like, I'm going to make a fantastic product and then... If I build it, they will come type of thing. But like, but that's yeah. not the world we live in. It's not the world we live it's in. It's not the world we live in. And I'm I'm I still struggle with that. Not even gonna lie. I still struggle with it. Um, but it's like you 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 got to let them know why it's worth their time and their exactly. investment. Exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. here's the thing. You have purchased, and and we all have, we have purchased things that were way overhyped. Uh-huh. It'd be garbage. Yeah. It'd be straight garbage, be it music, food a clothing product, you go back and go, what the fuck was I thinking? Right, right. You know you have a good product. Yeah. You don't have to, You and I get it, because you've been burned by the bullshit. Yeah. And you've you spent money on bullshit, but you know what you're putting out there is the, of the highest quality. Yeah. My mama always said, it ain't bragging if you can do it. It ain't bragging if you can do it. Remember yeah. we had a song, I started I it off yep. like that. Mama said it ain't bragging if, if you, you can, can do, do it. it. Yep. And that was Shahida. Oh my God. And she meant that, man. I'm sitting there. Mm-hmm. You know, I lost my mom about a year or so ago, yeah. man. Yeah. And man, listen, it's funny because from the good and the bad, I, you know, I threw out the bathwater. I kept the baby. Right. Yep. And man, that woman was amazing, bro. The things mm-hmm. that she taught me and the confidence that she put in me mm-hmm. to be able to tell somebody, look, I don't give a damn about how good he is. This will kill me about people. Mm-hmm. One of the things, okay, we're a Creole truck. Yep. A lot of times, and I, I understand why, but yep. people come to track, are y'all from Louisiana? And mm-hmm. the joke is, no, but we stayed at a Holiday Inn Express once. Uh-huh. And we literally <laughs> went to New Orleans on vacation as a yep. family. We stayed at this hotel. They uh, introduced us to this restaurant that they said was the best Creole restaurant in New Orleans. And it was as mediocre as could be. Uh-huh. And we came home and the kids said, daddy, do what you do. Uh-huh. Everything that we had ordered, I started making it. Uh-huh. Wife took it to her job, fed it to her coworkers. They said, can we buy it? That's where the sample boxes came. Yep. And I would sell these $20 sample boxes, had eight items. I remember. I remember. Yep. And would deliver them in a Prius. Yeah. <laughs> and would yeah. deliver them in a Prius. Mm-hmm. And the Prius turned into a 28-foot food truck. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, you know, the seasoning. They're like, what are you seasoning with this? What do you use? It's like... This is, doesn't taste like my my Creole season. What is this? Oh, that, that's something I'm putting together. Uh-huh. Well, how can I buy it? Oh. Yeah. Immediately. Went yeah. online. I started mm-hmm. buying. Look, what do I have to do to do this? Yep. How do I get my nutrition facts? How do I do all this? I went on. I didn't know how to do it. Right. You got to start. Just start. Just start. Yep. Just start. So that was always kind of my thing. So anytime I see a spark. I love, man, I love fireworks. So when I see a spark, I get excited. Yeah. And when I see a spark in somebody, I want to help ignite it. Yeah. You know, I want to be part of an explosion. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care. I, you do not have to go back and be like, yo, big bro did this for me. Oh, yeah, it's all good. I know. Yeah. Right. I know. And I'm just proud to see 
that I was able to help help inspire someone. Yes. And if you're not living your life that way, uh-huh. I never forget dude named Tony Hamilton. Worked with him at a uh, at place uh, we built uh, transmissions for Toyota. Mm-hmm. Tony Hamilton was one of the most down to earth, humble people I ever met. He had a tattoo on his forearm. It said, "Live respected, die regretted." And it went over so many people's heads. Yeah, people would always say, "Man, what does that mean?" And if you can't figure out what that means, you need to reevaluate your life. Think about your life. You know, when I leave this earth, I don't want people to say, he was a Duke Blue Devil fan. He liked the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh-huh. If that's the best they can say about you, I want them to say he was a great husband. He was a great father. Uh-huh. He was a great friend. He was a yep. great brother. You know, he was dependable. Yep. He was an inspiration. He was a motivator. Yep. This dude, you know, and, and, and listen, you notice all that that I just said, I did not say anything about mama names. Right. I ain't exactly. say shit about mama names. Uh-huh. This is what matters. That's what matters. When you leave this earth, that's your legacy. I don't care how much money you made. I don't care how many people know it. There's going to be a group of people that are going to mourn me. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, I wish I had one more day. Yep. And if people don't wish they had one more day with you, Bro, you wasted your life. You wasted your life. You wasted your life. Because there, there's a saying that just throughout that whole thing that just rings in my head, just integrity lives longer than clout. You got that shit right. Like, so it's just the, the integrity of what you do and how you've done it. And, and I've, I've witnessed it firsthand. I had a front row seat to the many hats that you've worn. And it's simply that. And whenever that comes... I, am, am I going to think about the times with JB and COG? Am I going to think about, you know, mama Nims? Am I going to think about all those times where I laid up in your house like a fucking bum, just eating all your food because <laughs> <laughs> well, I would just lay up in your house, just chill. I would chill for the entire day. I had the nothing to do. I'll just come to your house and just chill just because I wanted to just chill just because yeah. like I remember the inspiration you've been to me. I remember the times you motivated me. I remember the times you corrected me. I remember the times when you set me to the side. Nah, you you doing some bullshit, little bro. Nah, that's let's, let's think of it. And it's not even so much of, you know, just trying to fuss or jump down the throat. It was a genuine love to where, okay, let's think about that. I understand why mm-hmm. you feel this way. Like when 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 I when I gave up JB Real, I remember that talk. And it meant so much to me. And of course I was still hard headed. And so I still did what I did, but it meant so much to me because I knew that the reaction I was getting from everybody, you sat down and you was like, now I understand. Yeah. And no matter what's going on, I'm going to always love you. Cause you, my little bro, no matter what happens. Period. And, and I still got my JB yeah. real t-shirt hanging up in my closet. And it was, and it was just that love to where it's like, and no matter what you do, understand I, I got your back and whatever path and whatever you need to take, take it and understand that, I'm still your brother. Still got you. You know, when everyone's like, oh, well, I knew he was fake and I knew this was that. Oh, you, oh, you, you, the true colors and blah, 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 blah. Like, you, you don't know what I'm going through right now. But, but this is everyone who was, who was happy that I was taking myself out the game because they was tired of me whooping their ass. But that's another thing. And that's a but, whole nother story. They so cute. Yeah. They so cute. But even still, but, I, I, I think about it and, you know, and, you know, I'm, 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 I've gotten a, a bit of pettiness 
from you. So <laughs> I got my pettiness from you. you. You've also inspired me to, to embrace my pettiness. Boy, so, listen. And you see, man, my kids, oh my God. <laughs> man, Tish be looking at me like, you know that's you, right? You know you're your daddy's child, don't you? Uh-huh. But you know what's funny? I remember, I remember us doing a track with this cat. And I remember, uh, you know, y'all were really good at your metaphors were and were, the, the punchlines. The punchlines were yeah. great. And I encouraged him, be careful about your punchlines because you date yourself in your music. Right. I said, and your music should be timeless. Yeah. And when you when you use these punchlines, you can either be Jay-Z or you can be Lil Flip. Yeah. Game right. over. Game over. And it's funny because I actually listened to that track. About three, four months ago, I was listening to the track. And when you listen to the song. I'm going to need that music, by the way. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I need that music. But look, when you listen to the song, just take my verse. Your verse is last. Go to your verse. Mm -hmm. Just listen to them separate. Stop the music. Go down to your verse. I don't know what era you're rapping in. Uh huh. You just know it's good. You don't know what era I'm rapping in. You just know it's good. You listen to that middle verse, it is so obvious. Yep. Everything was a popular music or a popular a, a pop culture, pop, pop culture yep. reference. And I said, you're going to date yourself. And you said it. And all the pushback he gave you. Oh, yeah. all the, the disagreement and the argument and, and just yeah. the rah-rah. I, I remember. Yeah. I remember. And it was like, dog, I'm not telling you something to hurt you. I'm trying to help you become sustainable. Mm-hmm. to be able to come back 15 years later because the industry we were in, we weren't guaranteed that overnight success. Right. Our overnight success might take years. Yep. And that's what I tell people all the time. Anytime somebody sees you, and it's funny because there are going to be people who never see this show. Mm-hmm. They'll see me in season four of Cooking with Mama Nails. And they'll right. say, oh, he's an overnight success. He made it. Uh-huh. Nigga, it took me 50 years to get to this point. Right. You know, and I, I, I don't want to say I hate when people say it, but I understand how vastly minimal their thought process is mm-hmm. because people work their ass off. When you see an Olympian that you never heard of win an Olympic medal, they didn't just wake up. And they didn't just the wake Olympics. up and went to the Olympics. Exactly. They worked their butt off their whole life to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And you try to minimalize, and I'm not. It's not, and it's not that you mean it in a derogatory manner. Right. I'm trying to get people to open up their minds and think different. Mm-hmm. When you say, "Oh, I'm just here to support," I know you mean well. Yeah. But I'm trying to explain to you. It's kind of like saying, "You look good for a big girl." Right. You just complimented them and insulted and so, them at, at the, the same time. The same so time. I get that you're complimenting me. Mm-hmm. You did think I was worthy of your time to come to my establishment. But then you say, but don't sweat yourself, nigga. Pretty much. And that's what I'm trying to say. Or, or be grateful. Right. Or be, be grateful. Be, be, be grateful. And it's not. And the thing is, we, we, we are grateful. Yeah. But you ain't going to tell me. Right. L- allow me to show you my gratitude. Mm-hmm. And, and I say the same thing. If, if you're running a business, I'll be damned if I come up to you and tell you that. Because the other night at the fashion show. Um, the girl who put it on, uh-huh. she of course she had to be one of the last customers because she was having to run everything. Right, and she was selling her her 
her clothes mm-hmm. and she designed her designs. Yeah. Because I don't want to just say clothes because the girl was right. bad. Yeah. And she was making clothes for big girls that made big girls look it looked sexy and good without them looking like they were trying to wear skinny girl clothes to try to look sexy. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. You can be beautiful and sexy just the way you are. Yeah. You don't have to you don't have to do the things that this other girl do. That's her thing. You know, mm-hmm. like this guy might wear Converse, you might wear Jordans, you know, but that's his style. Right. You know, I, I'm much more swayed Adidas kind of dude, you know, yeah. but she came up to the truck and she's ordering. She's telling us how much she appreciates us being there because she wasn't even going to have a food truck. She hadn't thought about it. Right. She hadn't thought about it. She had vendors, you know, selling their wares and stuff like that. And uh-huh. she actually called uh, Tish to ask her to model. And Tish said, well, that's not really my thing, but um, you have a food truck coming. And the girl's like, oh. And it was a huge success. Yep. It really gave a whole different feel to what she was doing. Anyway, while we're talking, someone came up to her and said, yeah, I want to buy something. You know, I want to support. And I just told her that. So she yeah. looked at me and I kind of smirked. And the girl, so she said, okay, well, here, you know, this is what I have. And she didn't come off of her price. Uh-huh. She wasn't desperate. Right. She wasn't desperate. So she stood fast on her price. All of a sudden, the girl said, well, um, uh, I'm going to give you my number. Just hit me up. Uh, I, my card, I, I just got it. I, 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 uh, I haven't activated it yet. It's at the house. So why did you walk up saying you wanted to buy something? Uh-huh. And that's the thing. It's like, yo, put your money where your mouth is. Put your is. money where your mouth if is. If you really want to support me, let me show you support because I know how much this trailer payment is. Uh-huh. I know how much I got to pay for this commissary every month. You're thinking about going into business for yourself and you think, you know what? I'm going to get in the food truck industry. You better know. They know that you're making money, so they're going to get money. Yeah. And everybody wants a piece and of what you Everybody wants a piece. Yep. And they want to keep you a small business. Yeah. So be frugal. Always have a plan. Hit me up, mamanims.com. You got questions? I hey, I answer. Mamanims.com. You want to catch us on social media? We're Mama Nims Food across all social media. Mm-hmm. Hit us up. I answer questions. You know that. Yeah. You got a question? I'll answer it. But if you yep. want some bullshit, I'll ghost you. Uh, <laughs> just it is what it is. I ghost you. And, and that's quick, being nice. Quick story. So yesterday, mm-hmm. speaking of having your shit in order. Yeah. <sighs> Social media has allowed us to meet people that we would not normally get an opportunity to meet. Correct. So I know people all over the world. Right. And, you know, they want to be in the food industry in some way. I have people that are hit me up about how to start a spice line. Uh, what do you have to do to get your sauces in a jar? Like, what are the legal ramifications? What do you have to do? Because- yeah. Most of the time, people get paid for this. Mm-hmm. And some of y'all are probably saying, you should get paid for this. And I'm like, dude, look, man, pick and choose your battles. Right. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I, I just don't need to make everything. That's just not me. That's not right. who I am. Yeah. So, you know, I got this friend in Oakland. She's a great cook. I look at her food. You know how you can look at food and know it, it's got to yeah. taste good. Uh-huh. You know, some people like, do a picture on that. If it looked that damn good, it's that damn good. Then it's good, yeah. You know, because people hit us up and, man, does your food taste as good as it looks? (laughs) (laughs) No, it tastes like shit. Tastes like shit. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) God almighty, people, (laughs) people, man. But 
<laughs> friend of mine, she hits me up on Facebook and was like, yo. And she was the first person to buy my season. I didn't even have jars. Uh-huh. She bought two gallon bags of it. She said, how much can I get for $200? And I said, I think it cost, it was so heavy. I said, it was like uh, $55 shipping, you know, but it was cool. Cause she, yeah. you know, she was, you know, I was like, yo, this will take care of you for a long time. Right. Anyway, so she hit me up. She said, you ready to fly out here and help me get my restaurant started? I said, hey, how have you been? How are you doing? It's good to hear from you. Uh-huh. Um, Cause I haven't talked to her. And we've chit chat on, on right. Facebook or whatever, but I haven't talked to her. Um, matter of fact, since I started the season line. Anyway, um, you do know that I run like five businesses now. How am I explain to me how I'm I said me taking a week off to come to Oakland, California to help you start your restaurant. I said, I'm willing to do it and I will do it at a discount, but just understand I do about 15k a week. Um how, how are we going to... How are we going to work that out? She says, well, you know, you can sell your stuff for a whole lot more. I hear, I said, sweetie, I'm not going all the way to California to sell what I can sell in North Carolina. The same season that I sell from my home in North Carolina, I can sell in California from my home in North Carolina. I said, make it make sense for me. I said, I'm not saying I won't do it. Help me to help you. What, what are you willing to do for me to come out there and spend a whole week to help you start your uh-huh. restaurant. Well, you know, I'm saying, you know, I got these guys and I was going to start selling some plates and stuff to them. I said, sweetie, you're not ready to open a restaurant just yet. I said, you're on your way. You're on your way. Please understand. I have all confidence in you that you can do it. I said, but you, you got the cooking down. Now you got to get the business down. I said, where's your location at? I said, let's start there. Where's your location? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's all kinds of spots. I, I, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't have a spot. Sweetie, how can I help you? It was good talking to you. It was good talking to you. I, mm. I, I love seeing your dishes now. And she does a lot of Creole stuff now. So mm-hmm. she, she sees what we post. And yeah. She copies a lot. And she's great. But the thing is, is that, you know, until you get the mindset of a business person, sometimes you just... And, and that's just, and that's just, just an it. Because I, I can relate to her as far as extremely talented in what she does but not quite up to speed on the business promotion mm-hmm. sense and you got to work on that and you got to work on that and you have to make that part of it as much of a passion as your talent as the actual talent as you're absolutely right talent. and that is that's the hard pill for so many people to swallow because it's like uh-huh. i'm so talented yeah so all I, I need to do and all i want to do is just this I just want to do what I am good at and however it works, it just needs to work. But unfortunately, that's just not, that's not how it works. Check this out. Shout out to Rada Mills. What's up, Rada? What's up, girl? Rada is doing her, uh, she's doing her ribbon cutting downtown. Uh Uh-huh. Downtown Raleigh. You know you don't get office space downtown Raleigh. No. Just on some BS. Not at all. Rada's doing her ribbon cutting on Monday. That's what's up. On Monday. That's what's up. I'm so proud of her. Yo, Burton Brewington, check out uh, uh, 18, it was 18, 1875, 1874. Yeah. Gosh, I might always forget the year. It's a ma- <laughs> it's a magazine, though. You got to check it out, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I look at it, but let me, let me pull this up real quick because I got it. Man, you know, we wouldn't be doing Yeah, 1865. 1865. Okay. Magazine. You got to check it out. Go on 1865.com. Check her out. 
this is a black woman who, I mean, she family. Family. She's family. I mean, she fits family. in with every story we talk about. Uh-huh. This girl. Yeah, with all, everything that we talked about, some way, shape, or form, Rada was involved. Yeah. She was the salesperson. Yeah. She was, Rada was the one who walked in. It was funny because Rada walked in with a briefcase. <laughs> to a church, <laughs> yeah. you know, to tell them about her artist yep. and how she was, you know, bringing on, bring these artists and Raider would make these phone calls, man. And she did it. And she, she didn't talk about us. Like we were going to make it. She talked about us. Like we had made like it. Like we were already there. You were already there. And you're going to yep. treat my clients as such. Yep. You know, matter of fact, you're trying to catch up to them. They're not mm -hmm. catching up to you. And you know, man, that's my girl, man. I love her. I love her. I'm so I'm proud of her. I'm going to have to get her on the pod. You, you have got to yeah, get her I'm on here. I have to get her on the pod. Listen, that girl, man. Yeah. And man, when you get a chance, pull up that 1865, man. Yep. I mean, shit, it's radar. So yeah. you already know. I already know. It's it's the, of the highest quality. Mm -hmm. When you look at it, it doesn't look like, oh, they just started a magazine. Yeah. It looks like Essence. They've been around since 1865. Right. And <laughs> yeah. that's the way that you have to, you got to walk in. And you know, it's funny, you know, <laughs> your generation, y'all invented swag. Uh -huh. You know, y'all invented swag. We, we were swagger. Yeah. You know, we were swagger. Y'all were swag. Yeah. You know, now it's just, what is it now? I don't, drip. Drip. It's drip now. It's drip. Yeah. Drip. <laughs> yeah, joke sound like a veneer. <laughs> Shit, you say drip around my people. That, that's a venereal disease. <laughs> Check out my new artist, Lil Gonorrhea. Oh my God. Yo, Man, what's up? This young syphilis. That, that, that's, how, that's how most of them sound these days. That's how they sound. That's how most of them sound these days. And, and you know, and, and you know what? Not even to dump on them, because there are some good artists. Oh, yeah. It's just, it is obvious that everybody can afford recording equipment. And the ones who are uh, it's unfortunate. There are some out there who have so much confidence in their garbage that they're able to promote it. That they're able to. I ain't promote saying it. all of them bad. Yeah. Listen, I listen to a lot of new stuff too. Uh -huh. But there are a lot of cats out there. It's like, yo, I can tell you, uh, you were lucky enough to. Yeah. Yeah, you caught Sam Ash before they went out of business. Yeah. <laughs> well, yep. actually, Sam Ash still left. They still yeah. left. You know, but uh. Man, you remember we used to go to Sam Ash, man, looking at equipment, dreaming, man, because it cost so many thousands of dollars. Yep. And, and now the board that was this big, it, hell, y'all, you need a laptop. Yeah. This, this here. Yeah. Is in, I, I, I use this for everything. It's Rollcaster Pro. It's, it's, it's a mixer. It's, it's, it's everything. I'm, it's, I'm like, I'm sitting there watching you. I'm it's, like, it's everything. Get the hell out of here, man. We yeah. used to sit around. Look, I remember we was like, hey, man, look, if, if you put in 500, I put in three. Yeah. And we can get these monitors. Yes. Freaking monitors. Yep. And, and so, that's where when 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 you start to sound like the old guy that's like, hey, you kids, back in my day. <laughs> it's kind of because back in our day. Back in our day. Cause like I said, this this piece of equipment used to be three times as long. Yeah. And and why and you had yeah. to have like extra fans because it was so hot, it, it dissipates so, so much yep. heat. And you know, it cost so many thousands of dollars that it was a sacrifice. Yep. And and we just don't want you to take it for granted. Right. Love your craft. You've heard me say this several times through this whole uh, broadcast that, yo, love what you do. And if you're doing it just for money, just quit. Go just get a quit. job. Yeah. Go get a job. If you want to make money, get a job. Yep. It's that easy. 
Yep. Because there's no amount of passion that will ever make you enough money that satisfies you. Yep. There's no, there's no amount of money that will ever satisfy your passion. I guess that, that's that, what I yeah, said. Yeah, that's true. Because here's the thing. I would cook every day whether I got paid for it or not. Because here's the thing. You were cooking. Every there it is. <laughs> you, you, What you do now and what you are becoming successful, you were literally doing for years. Right. You would hit me up. Hey, JB, I'm cooking out, bro. Say less. I'm there. Yep. And I will be there all day. All and day. All day. Just, just chilling. You know how long a nigga got to stay at your house to eat, get full, <laughs> and get hungry again? Do you understand? Man, we, we would have two sectionals. We would yeah. have two sectionals. Yeah. And niggas would be laid out snoring. Laid out. I'll be like, I ain't saying you. But sometimes yeah. they feet would stink. Yeah. You know, got on dirty ass. Like, never, it was never you. No, no. But you know, it happened. Yes, it did. I mean, you, we, I would go upstairs. I would go upstairs, be in my room, come back down, and be like, oh, I thought you was gone. And they would still be there. I would still so, be there. So, you know, and, and that was all honing your craft. The Super Bowl parties. Super Bowl parties? The Super Bowl yeah. parties were legendary. Yeah. We would have 40, 50 people for Super Bowl parties. Boy, we did. We, we used to do it right. We did the thing. We did it. And we enjoyed each we other, man. And yep. it was never a it was never a thing about... Um, who brought what or, you know, what, what is somebody, it was the love that we got out of it. Yep. It was the, it was the camaraderie, it was the brotherhood. And, you know, we had all these friends, man, we'd get together, hang out and, you know. And, and that's just what we did. And, 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 and make a podcast. And make, we yep. were making podcasts 15 years ago. Yep. Yep. Cause I'm looking at the time and I'm like, damn. Yeah. Damn, I know y'all niggas are like, man, they don't shut the fuck up. No, well, <laughs> at, at this point I was like, you know, it, 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 it will have to be. A part one and a part two, definitely. You know, have to be a part one and part two. Definitely. But but either way, because it's like there's there's so much there's so much in it, and I understand y'all attention span is is that. So you know, it, it will be, and and that's fine. But but that's that's just how the game is. That's you, how it you, is. you sit down and you chill and you have a dope ass discussion, and you break it up into two. Because if I can get or three or, or three, because if I can get a, a a million listens for part one, like I can put it up in its entirety. And get a million, uh, a million listens or downloads, mm-hmm. or I can break it up into three and get three million. Right. So okay. Case in point, when you go to YouTube.com, go to Mama Nims Food, check out Cooking with Mama Nims. Every episode is around twenty minutes. Every episode. Every episode. And look, I ain't talking about a whole bunch of editing either. I'm going to show you how to make the best stuff that you ever loved. I'm going to show you how to make it in twenty minutes. One take, Jay Z. I, I don't see Jay Z is his guy. So Jay Z one take, Samabi one take. I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. <laughs> Let me handle. Let my me handle business. my business. Damn. So, that, hey, you know what? What he was saying? What, what? It was one line. He said it wasn't even a line. It was like something he said, like ad libbing. He said, "Somebody stop me when I lie." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, and that's what it is. And the thing is, is that our culture, we love, we love our confidence. Right. When we are confident about something, nobody is more confident. Right. But when you take it to a certain level and then you back it up. Yep. That's when we kind of clam up. Mm-hmm. It, it makes people uncomfortable. Yep. Because they like, this nigga knows that he's that nigga. Uh-huh. Uh, so he, he actually... It, 
it is what it is. It is what it I is. Say, if you don't believe me, look on streetfoodfinder.com backslash mama nims. Find us. Come to us. If I ain't everything that I say I am, I will give you your money back. See? And call of, and, and again, streetfoodfinder.com slash mama nims. There it is. Find, find them all over North Carolina. Find them. That's right. You better do it now while I'm accessible. <laughs> Just shit. Why you can still touch me? Look, you about to go, go. I, look, I got a game plan. Uh huh. I got a game plan, bro. I do. I, what I say, I'm not trying to be that old dude passing out stickers at Walmart. Uh huh. It's not a knock to the people that have to do that. Matter of fact, my heart breaks that they have to do that. Right. We live in a country that is the richest country. Well, we ain't the richest, but you know, we have so much wealth. Right. We have so much wealth, and people have to work. Into their seventies, just to survive, just yeah. to survive, just to survive. Yep. However, this is the land of opportunity. It is, and I still believe in the American dream. I am the American dream, right? And it don't matter if America's dream some nights can be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. You have the ability to go back to the dream. Yep. It's your dream. Don't nobody yep. else get to tell you what the fuck your dream is. Right. Go get that shit. It's there. You can do it. Trust me. Man, I, I man, I spent eight years in the United States Navy, world's finest Navy. I traveled to 32 countries. There ain't nothing like the United States of no. America because the things that we can do in the midst of all the racism, all the shit, all the bullshit we do it, you still can do more in this country than you can anywhere else. Anywhere else. So I I get it, but we, I don't get it. Like we, we just understand that the the lifestyle or the mindset they're trying to put on you that you can't do shit in this country because of where we come from is 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 bullshit. Now bullshit. Th- this is not to be delusional and that like it isn't it doesn't exist, but at the same time, it's not going away. So it's like rock. So like. Uh, we were talking the other day. Mm-hmm. The other day we were talking. And I'm not going to get into this because we have yep. not been on politics and we're not going to get right. on politics. Right. But just a quick point, people. When we as black people, especially the woke ones, uh-huh. that shit's corny. I was woke Cor- in the 70s. Yeah, corny as fuck. That shit is stupid. You sound yeah. ignorant. But look, listen. Stop being woke and start being effective. Uh-huh. Stop being woke and yeah. start being effective. If you say that you won't vote because your vote don't matter or they don't care, answer this question for me. Why do they keep trying to suppress our vote? Uh huh. Why do they keep trying to suppress our vote? Because they know we have power. All right, let's go back. You said mm-hmm. I've lived five lives and somehow I always managed to make my own choice. Mm-hmm. There was a time when Hip-hop, when hip-hop started, and I was there for it, God almighty, bro, I'm telling you, you just want to talk about yeah. glorious, <laughs> yeah, glorious time, because it was all ours then. Yeah. There was, there were a lot of political outbursts, and there was one in particular that came out of the hood in California, when NWA said, fuck the police. Yeah. But I always remind people, the only thing NWA ever said was fuck the police. Everything else they said was tearing us down. You want to talk about demasculizing or mm-hmm. however you want to claim it, taking away the masculinity of the black man? Yep. They were glorifying 
raping our women, women and all that. And look, I love Drake. Don't don't, right. don't think I'm trying to hate on them. But it is what it is. But at that time, that was what them brothers was talking about. Yep. They said, fuck the police, and it was a big uproar. Public Enemy was saying, fight the power. And the powers that be looked at the two and said, which one is less dangerous? Which one is less dangerous, less threatening? Which one is less dangerous? They looked at Public Enemy and they said, damn, they are really, they telling these people how to beat us. Yep. Talk about it. They have one song that tells us how to be angry. Public Enemy will never perform at halftime at the Super Bowl. No. We never thought Dr. Dre would, but Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How the fuck you had that whole all-star cast, but Ice Cube wasn't there? You want to know why Ice Cube wasn't there? Because Ice Cube went, went when he left NWA, where did he go? He mm -hmm. went to the bomb squad, Hank Shockley. Who, who did they produce? Public Enemy. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, Ice Cube was under under uh, fire for saying something about uh, Jewish people. Yep. If you if you really want to know, when you say dumb shit like "Oh, they put uh, people in a dress," bro, they try to quiet, they try to silence us. And the same, the very same Ice Cube that the black community tried to shit on years, uh, uh, well, I guess a year ago now during the elections when he had the contract with black America when he was trying to actually get some tangible things for, for black, the black community. And he was working with both Democrats and Republicans. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, he's a sellout. Oh my God, he's this. And they tore ice cube down. So of course they're not going to have ice cube up on that stage. They're not going to have him on that stage. You know, what? No. Dr. Dre got all his issues and everything, but you know what? He makes his money. He keeps it moving. Uh huh. You know, um, they even so, they were even so dumb. Ladies and gentlemen, when Eminem took a knee, he was taking a knee in reverence to Dr. Dre and Tupac. Uh-huh. Y'all made it into something political because that's what we do. Mm -hmm. We like, we like symbolism. We love symbolism. Oh my God. We just, I mean, we, mm -hmm. we just, and we can be so, so blinded yeah. by symbolism. It's sad. And I'm like, yo, you know, there were some people who got mad at, at, at Kaepernick because he took a payout. Well, guess what he did with that money? He's right. still doing it. Yep. He's still doing it. Man, have you seen that being Colin Colin or whatever? I saw part of it. Bro. I haven't seen all of it. Yeah, me either, because I can't. Mm. It, it pisses me off yeah. too bad. I get so mad. I'm like, damn, this brother was really feeling it. Mm -hmm. Like, in my mind, I was like, man, how can he really understand? You know, he, oh, oh. And that's kind of what we've been talking about, man. Get the whole story. Right. Get the whole story. But yeah, but back then, the media, they made a choice. They made a choice. And then... You had let's let's bring it a little closer to our time. Yeah, Jay Z taking over the world. This dude is doing it up, yep. you know, and he is the hood champion. Now this nigga talking about starting corporations. Wait a minute, yep. his music, you know, you know, crackers gonna think that I ain't on ass, that I ain't on their ass. The Martha Stewart that, that ain't Jewish. Mm -hmm. Far from a harvest to it, but I still can do it. Yeah. You know? And, and and the crazy thing about that is even then we vilified him because he made a statement that, okay, the time for kneeling. You remember when, when he said, okay, the time for kneeling is over. The time for kneeling the, is it's, over. It's, it's time to stop kneeling. Because it was a symbol. Yes. It's, it's time to, to get up. Now the, the kneeling brought attention to the problem. Now it's time to 
attack and deal with the problem. Oh, we killed Jay Z. Yep. I knew you was a sellout. We knew you was a coon. You was. Yep. What so, you mean? Stop kneeling. So, so then it was. Let's take this champion. Let's take Little Wayne. This other champion. Uh huh. Let's pit them against each other. Yep. And guess what? Little Wayne about to turn forty. And guess what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Now he's saying, you know what? You're going to devalue your car if you put rims on it. Yeah. You know, he's telling you when, <laughs> as soon as our perceived leaders and music is a, is the greatest vehicle. Music and entertainers as far as the black community goes. It's, it's a great vehicle. Mm-hmm. I mean, for getting information out, you know. Yep. Uh, you know, um, there's a, a vast amount of people that wish D.L. Hughley would please hurry up and die. I love him. I, just, I love him. He angry as hell, and I love him. Yeah. I love him. You know, he he is truly a king of comedy because you know Dave Chappelle. You yeah, know, you know because what did you say? What did you say earlier? That man, I don't give a fuck. So the fuck yeah. what? That's yep. Dave Chappelle. Love yep. it. And we were able to come up in a time when we were the first people that got to see the transition. Right. So what happens is my children, we were already somewhat transitioned. Yeah. So when things happen, it's almost like it's brand new. Yeah. You know, so, you know, now you got cell phone video and stuff like that. Well, bro, you know, my kids, they knew it. I always told them the story. Right. Make sure they knew. Right. So they would understand that this could happen to you. Uh So it wasn't a shock to them. So for the rest of the world, because we got video now, it's a shock. Yeah. But the media has always tried to hit us one way or the other. Let's be honest. Most people think of James Brown. They think of this old crazy man who's shooting a shotgun and stuff, but you don't even know the story behind that. Now, don't get it twisted. James had his issues, but at the same time, James Brown was the nigga that got up and said, I'm black and I'm proud. Black and I'm proud. And they didn't like that. Nope. And they wanted to silence him. But James Brown was a fucking genius, man. That dude owned everything. James yep. Brown was the first, well, first black man that, to own his own private jet. And, and that is uh, another reason why they demonized him the way they did, because yeah. that was blasphemy to the music industry. You trying to own your master? You trying to own yeah. your stuff? Yeah. You, you trying to, no, you, you mean to tell me you aren't happy with the little ducats that we're giving you yeah. for sales and stuff? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, and they demonized that man. And James Brown was the one that said, nah, you going to give me the same deal you give Elvis. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, I'm better than him. You going to give me Absol- more. Absolutely. You going to give and, me And more. you know they did after that. You, you talking about you better than Elvis? Yeah. But yeah. Y- y'all know my, my thoughts and stuff on Elvis. Fuck Elvis. Uh, Look, uh, to be honest with you, he wouldn't even be spoken, even in their community. Nope. He wouldn't be spoken of if we wasn't speaking about it. Right. Jay-Z broke all his records. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's just that. But it it was, Elvis is like one of the examples of they love our culture but don't love us type of thing. And you know, we were talking the other day and I was Mm -hmm. telling you that about Eminem. Uh It's like, He's not my favorite rapper. Yeah. He's in my top 10. I don't think he's in my top five. I yeah. wouldn't call him top five. Um, however, I think he gets a bad rap from us. He does. He, he, he does get an unfair rap from us because, mainly because he's white. Uh, period. Yeah. Because if mainly he was black, if he was black, y'all would say that nigga's outrageous. Uh-huh. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, whoa, did you hear what the fuck he just said? Yeah. 
yo, this dude on our side. This is what I tell people. I'm like, yo, yeah. stop getting mad at the white people who are on our side. Yeah. It is, is that. I'm going to step away real quick, people. All right. Hello. So, so this is what we're saying when it comes to, um, well, with Eminem. So everyone gives Eminem a bad rap because he's he's white, right? And it's not so much so that you know a lot of us we just like anyone that is not black is automatically an enemy of us. And I'm like, no, that's that's not the case. He's uh in and I believe as far as Eminem, his upbringing, his culture, the way he was uh, cultured, and this, that, and the third, he's not an enemy. Um, but that's the difference between someone like Eminem and, and someone like Elvis when it comes to our culture and our experience, because then, then we have people who are not black, who genuinely wants to fuck with our community and genuinely fuck with us and our experience and this, that, and the third, um, based on how they brought up, how they were brought up, the socioeconomic status and whatever the case may be. And then, you know, that they, they, they come and, and, advance our culture and advance the things that we do but we we still give them a bad rap because he's white or yeah. he's not black yeah well that that was actually uh that was the white house they said uh uh-huh. they they know where we are <laughs> they're uh, coming to get us they said yeah you, nigga you better shut up all right you said enough but no for real my boy m m is my dude and people try to discredit his talent yeah dude listen i get it i get it don't get it twisted there are certain record sales that he has achieved mm-hmm. that can be directly equated to his, his, his race. Yeah. I get it. White kids see him that, hey, he looks like them. Right. That's why we loved hip hop, our hip hop artists, because they look like they us. Look These like are us. our heroes. They look like right? us. Yep. And, um, you know, uh, white people went to see Black Panther. Yeah. White people went to see Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You know, so. It's white like, people went to see Public Enemy. Uh, do <laughs> do like it was really weird so, is when they do these uh old school concerts when I, I go to a lot of them when i go it's mostly white people and it goes to show how little you actually support because if you really support it how are these your favorite artists and they appreciate them more than you i ain't spending no damn 85 dollars to see no public anima <laughs> just saying that's who we are, bruh. I go to them and it'd be like, damn, did I come to the right place? Right. Did I come to the right place? Like, damn, I went to see George Clinton a few years back. When I walked up in there, 90% of that crowd was white. Uh-huh. And I was bugging because he was playing music that I didn't even know. Uh-huh. And they knew every word. Yep. And I was like, yo, we got to stop that. We got to yep. stop that. And, you know, oh, he's misappropriating and stuff like that. Says who? Says who? That nigga ain't never tried to act like he was from New York. He ain't never uh-huh. wore a big old gold chain or nothing like that. He has always been Detroit. Yep. And he's he's still the same dude that he always was in the beginning. Right. He's still telling y'all, fuck free world. Fuck free world. <laughs> My nigga. Nigga. But that's what's up, man. They, yeah, that, that's yeah. what's up, man. I look. I, I once again, I want to. I want to thank you because man, I appreciate you having me. You know, this is th- this won't be the last time. Understand me. Look at here. Me. I was trying to cook and had a cooking on camera and shit. He didn't want me cooking up in this house because I told him I was taking it with me. 
And I said I wasn't gonna leave the leftovers, so he told me I couldn't cook in his house. I was gonna cook something for you. You damn right. You, you damn right. If, if, you, if I ain't gonna have nothing, nobody's gonna have nothing. Right. Damn it. Shit on my nobody. toilet, but me. <laughs> Man, what's wrong with you, man? Look, man, look. This, this is um, this was a blessing. I, I, I had so much, so much fun. And oh yeah, th- this is what we do all the time. So right. I'm, I'm looking at the time, and it's two and a half hours. But this is what we do on the regular. Yeah. And, and if we, if I don't stop it, you know, it, it'll be three or four. Yeah. And um, there's money to be made. And it's, you know, we, we, we got some things to do. Yep. But, uh, but man, on behalf of the Talk My Credo podcast, my man. My noogle of all the things you can call him, man. Chef B. Samad is what they call him. Yeah. But this is my brother, man. Yeah, this, this is, is my, my brother. brother. This is what we do. This is my brother, man. But you know, so y'all go ahead and give him the give him the website and every and every avenue to find you again. Hey, just so y'all know, y'all can't see under the table. JB got on some uh Tom and Jerry boxer shorts. <laughs> They can see my shorts, man. You see it? You see it? Look at the top of you. They can see my shorts, nigga. Don't play play with me like that. I hate you, man. I hate you. I got on shorts, man. Don't play with me like that. Oh, my God. This nigga got a fat Albert onesie. Man, listen. Don't listen to this, man. See, that's why I'm cutting it off right now. No, no, no. Real quick, real quick. (laughs) Hey, colon cancer, prostate cancer, real. Get yourself checked. Take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take care of yourself. But, man, listen. On behalf of the Talk My Credo podcast, I'm your boy Dante. Chef B. Samad is in the building. Trust this won't be the last time that you hear from. Hold on. on. Let me get my note. Hold on. Uh Go ahead. Go ahead. You ain't saying till you put your finger up to your ear and poke that little thing in there so you so all you hear is the echo that's the dumbest shit in the world. Stop doing that. And stop doing mic check with hey rappers. When you get up to a mic, get that damn thing off your mouth. Don't you put that fucking mic on your mouth. And don't you get up there and say, check, check, check one, check two, check. Whatever you're going to perform, that is how you check your mic, dumbass. Sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Edit that shit out. No, I'm not. I'm keeping all this. I'm keeping all this. Y'all stay fly. Stay blessed, man. Till next time, man. Peace out, man. We out of here. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs>